Hello, and welcome back to another episode of After School with Don Matt. Today we interview Aurora Koo, who is a playwright and television writer who has held commissions from regional theaters and Gerald Foundations, to name a few. Her plays have been produced and developed around the country, and she has written for the CBS shows Unforgettable, Showtime's Nurse Jackie, USA's Network in Plain Sight, and Running Wild on Fox. She has also produced many episodes on the CBS shows Jag and Walker, Texas Ranger. In this episode, we interview Rory and ask her about her journey into the writing world, some good habits she picked up along the way, and everything in between. If you'd like to support me further, please go to my Instagram, website, or Patreon and support me there. Thank you and enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm with Aurori. Aurori, just lay it, lay it down on us, you know? What do you do? Uh, okay. You know, um, Who you are, you know? Introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Aurori Koo. I'm a television writer and I teach screenwriting at Loyola Marymount University. All right, so I always ask like, uh, a signature question on the show and so let's imagine it's like it's a Thursday night right it's like a, it's a random like school day you're home after school you know I like to say you're like my age which is like 16 17 you know what are you doing after school are you like a sporty person you're going you're gonna go play sports you're gonna go hang out with uh, your friends study at home you know what were you doing uh, I guess a Thursday night in high school, I would be either doing sports or doing theater. Sports, and really? I was doing what? sports. What kind I was of doing sports? Sport, uh, cheerleading. Cheerleading? Yes, it took up a lot of time. A lot of time. And then I did theater. And then I would I would come home and still and do homework, like... You know, for a couple hours after all that. Really? So you were like, you're pretty well rounded. I guess I was okay. I guess I was okay. Um, I would definitely had more of an emphasis on the homework, but I did spend a lot of time doing like extracurriculars. Was that like more from like your parents, like the homework pressures, or was that you actually? <laughs> that was me. My parents actually. Uh, weren't too keen on my extracurriculars because uh, they didn't want to drive me around. I also worked at Burger King three and a half years. Bur- three and a half years? Yes. I worked Wait, at Burger like, King. Like after school or like during the summer? Before school, after school, weekends. I worked for three and a half years from age 14 to like 17 and a half at Burger King. And so uh, my parents didn't care about my extracurriculars because they didn't want to drive me around and they actually never monitored or checked my homework so they didn't know what i was doing i was Uh, very independent but that's why it's a blessing and a curse i'd say yeah yeah i also i went to take classes at the community college i would do photography or theater so sometimes i would take night classes there and so sometimes i was in the dark room 
because that was when pictures were developed um, in a la- in, in a dark room. Yeah. So um, I like to, you know, it's all about like your career and everything, your upbringing. So I guess like since you're uh, like, uh, I guess a TV writer now, you're you're always into theater back when you were a kid. I was into theater starting in junior high. Now, but I like, didn't. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know about writing because that wasn't an option. It was just like acting. And okay, now you, did you did you like acting, or are you just more interested in like theater? You're like, oh, this is cool. This is the only thing I can do. Might as well do it. Or you're like, pretty much, this is the only thing I can do. Okay, <laughs> might as well do it. Like they would just. Um, it wasn't very. It wasn't like I came from a good theater program in junior high. It was like basically. The kid who would memorize the lines oh. got the part. Wow. Because people didn't spend the time memorizing the lines. This is junior high. So I was like, well, I can memorize these lines because I'll put Actually, in the Actually, you know, my middle school, they take, it, they take it now at least pretty seriously. I mean, I guess maybe mm-hmm. like the expectations has also just gone higher. They've, they've changed. Expectations on kids have changed. These I child guess. actors, you know, they're all over the place now. Oh, you're in New York City, though. So that's true. Feel- that's true. It's definitely a little bit more of the culture, I'd say. But um, and plus, kids uh, in your school probably have legitimate dreams of being in showbiz. You know, honestly, I started like not to go with my own personal life, but I just did my first play this year, and um, I apparently like, I can't say for myself, but they said I did a good job. So um, now I'm going to take acting lessons with one of my. Oh, friends. that's a great I idea because you i remember when you were little you were a really good dancer i don't know if your mom told you this or maybe you know you were a really good dancer i don't i don't remember (laughs) your mom is really funny she would like be like dylan go watch so you think you can dance or something like that or some show that randy jackson was the host and she's, as she was really funny. She's like, my dream is that she's on this dance show where she'd play Hall and Oates. Oh. And you would dance to Hall and Oates. And I remember you were a really good dancer. And your mom was really into making you, she was like, like she was really into you dancing. And you were like, you were good. <laughs> that, that's funny. I remember, you remember me, that? She would all make I remember is Hall dancing to Michael Jackson. Dancing to okay. Michael Jackson. But um, does and Oates. But yeah, my mom. I don't know how she either. She wasn't that serious. Or she definitely changed her approach. She's not pushing for the dance the dance career. anymore. No, I, you <laughs> your mom like produced that. a techno album. My mom. She produced a techno album. What? I didn't know. You don't know. I didn't know. know this. Well, her friend from college, like all your parents' interesting friends, is like this pretty famous composer. Oh my god. Did she tell you about this? He's a he's a professor at Berkeley School of Music now. No, she's never told me this. She, your parents are really interesting friends. She has a friend who is a professor at Berkeley School of Music. He went to MIT, then he went to Juilliard. Oh, then so. he went to Korea to compose for movies. He's a movie scorer and he did all these like da- deep house dance tracks. And your mom, I think, produced one of the Deep House dance tracks that was a minor dance track hit. And now 
he's a professor at Berkeley School of Music. Your parents are really interesting friends that they're hiding from you. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, anyways, that's a lot. But um, was there um, was there any like event in your life like when I talk to other people on the podcast? Uh, a lot of people. You know, it's kind of mixed, but a lot of people like to say, like, this happened, and it was, like, the moment where I'm, like, I realized I wanted to do this. Did you have that for, like, theater at all? Like, one theater or, like, like oh, I want to get into writing theater? Was there any event, or did it just gradually kind of, like, build up over time? You just kind of liked it always. Uh, it just sort of gradually built up over time. It wasn't one particular thing. Just you think back, there was no defining moment or anything? You don't, nothing you can think of? No, the opportunities came up and I took them because they were like, uh, you know, scholarships or things like that that I just decided to take because the door opened and there uh, was something that would pay my way through something. So I would take. So were you always, so when I, when I asked you the signature question, you said studying and like theater and sports but were you into like english like writing i know they don't directly correlate but were you into like writing things at all or did that come i was always writing things but i never thought it would be a job so i do remember writing probably on a daily basis on my own since like six. Oh, so you so were I did so write. right out you were just like into theater into writing gradually happened developed so you were pretty straightforward with what you wanted, huh? Did you always... I, I didn't really want to do writing. I just was writing. I don't know. I just kept a... I was obsessive record keeper. So I would record what happened in my day, like a diary since age mm. six. So I was always... Or I was like, uh, wanted to chronicle my family's life or make up stories because I... It's not that I like to write. But I would like have goals, like fill this entire notebook. It was more like, more like an OCD kind of thing. I need to fill this notebook. I can't miss a single day because I have to hit, like I didn't want to miss any pages of the diary. So it was very goal oriented. It wasn't necessarily creative. It was like, I that, that must have helped just in general. I heard writing like stuff like that, like keeping a routine helps, right? I think so. Yeah. Keeping a routine. But, um. Anyway, so then, when did it make the correlation you wanted to combine writing and theater and do, like, playwriting and TV writing? I guess not till college, because I just took some classes in that. And uh, So what were you majoring in in college? I majored in East Asian Studies. Okay, so you, so this was not, so you were not majoring in anything? No, I didn't. So you were just dabbling, I just took the classes. Yeah, dabbling your toes? And then it just it just came together. It just took most of my time. But then, you, but you did like it, so I did like it. But I think one of the benefits I went to an undergrad where your dad went, where it was only eight courses for a major, and we had no requirements. So basically, you had a lot of time in your schedule to do whatever you want. So that's a real plus to going to a school with no general ed and not many uh, requirements for a major. I only had to take eight classes to get my major so I could do whatever I want with a lot of my time. And so you decided to do hmm. the theater and the writing, yeah. So 
you were never into the like the on stage part of theater or the entertainment, I guess. The acting. I did part. in college. In college, I also acted. And what so happened? So I acted was, in college also. Were you just not a fan, or was it just like too like? It took a lot of time. Like, uh, uh, there's a lot of waiting around. <laughs> Mm. There's a lot of sitting around and waiting around, and um, I think writing is a lot more private, and you can sort of like make your own schedule. So with rehearsals and things like that, or film shoots, there with film shoots, it was there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of things go wrong, uh, and I didn't like that because things your shoot could be destroyed if something went wrong. And then with theater, there was a lot of sitting around and waiting around and hours and hours. And I couldn't get much of my schoolwork done when I was doing onstage theater. It was so time consuming. Yeah. So, so it was more of like a convenience? It's say? more convenience. <laughs> because as a writer, you can just sort of like sit in bed and like mm. tap things out. You know, it was just like I, I could make my own schedule. I see. So it was really, but then, but then, like, what what made you, like, you just, like, those opportunities, and then you just pursued those, and it just, like, you kept rising and building up until yeah, you I just your official job? I took so many classes in undergrad that I built up a portfolio of material. So I had this, like, portfolio of material of, like, plays that mm -hmm. I wrote in undergrad, because I took all these classes, and I did spend a lot of outside time outside of class just writing again this sort of obsessive oh i need to finish this like i it was you still mainly, do it now yeah i do i do i we're very i'm very i have to finish certain things it's just um i feel like that's good honestly it's better than like procrastinating the entire it, time yeah there is it's definitely but it's definitely very goal oriented just for the sake of the goal there's no there's no rhyme or reason. And then I built up a portfolio. And with that portfolio, I applied to grad school. And because grad school was free and they gave me a stipend, I was uh, like, well, uh, they gave, you, gave me money to live on I see. and free tuition. And I wanted to live in New York City because I went to NYU. So I was like, oh, I get to live in New York City for free for three years. I should do this. And so I went to New York City. So, and so, when you're, when you're work, so I assume when you write these, like, these things, you have to do a lot of, like, communication with people, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's great, but did you, did the Burger King job help at all with that, you think? Or, or, or are you just like, like, do you appreciate the experience at Burger King at all? Or are you like, that was just for the money, like, whatever, if I, like... <laughs> No. The Burger King taught me a work ethic, I think. But, but nothing I, about like talking with people, working with people. No, it was a. I would think if I had more, my parents were really hands off. But I think if that had more guidance, there were better jobs I could have gotten. Like I think it might have been a total waste of time. <laughs> well, I guess you got money, so. It's I got money, but I didn't. Was I spent it? Like I never saved anything. I just oh, so it's just like it's just like total a, waste of time. The high the high school 
uh, the middle school, high school, like just money to spend. I just made, I spent it on cheerleading because we had to buy camp and uniforms. God, you had to do that yourself as a student? Yeah, because my parents didn't support um, things oh, like that. Oh, you mean like everyone had to buy it? Yeah, you had to oh, buy. I thought I thought you were buying like the team or something. I've never. No, done no, that. I had to buy for my own uh, uniform each year and my own like cheerleading camp. And my parents didn't want to buy things that they considered like silly. So <laughs> I worked at a Burger King, and so I could buy my own uniforms and camp. Did you? Did you ever? Did you also get free food? I Have did. You know? No, they charge you for food. Oh my god! Is that every so? It's not a good job. That's a terrible job. That's horrible. It's a terrible. You it's can get free soda, free soda, and free like um, lettuce. So I would eat like salads because the lettuce <laughs> and all the condiments were free, and then soda was free. So yeah, like lettuce um, and soda. Like you could make salads because uh, the the principle of it. I was I was like, or if there was a mistake food. You could eat the mistake food. I see. So like, you're praying for a mistake food. <laughs> there would always be mistake food laying around. Because someone would send it back. Oh, you shouldn't have put ketchup on that. And so there was always, like, mistake food laying around. All right. So, okay. So let's say you could go back in time and someone was like, I'll just give you this amount. Like, you're paying Burger King and you don't have to work. And, like, you could just do whatever. You Like, like imagine you just get that free money. Would you have taken that instead? Like, was the experience, like, you think so, like, just, like, so, like, unlike, you gain nothing from it, you think, honestly? Just uh, I would gain a work ethic. I'd say a work ethic. But, like, I but played... like, you think you would have just had one anyway? I mean, you seem, like, you seem already, like, very routine, goal, like, mm -hmm. motivated. Do you think, like, or do you think the work ethic really helped, like, was really fueled by the Burger King? It wasn't. I think I already had it. So you think Burger King was just useless? It was just like, yeah. it was just for, like no, the actual oh, Burger I'm King not... itself, not the money, the Burger King part. The Burger King part was probably totally useless. Yeah, so don't work at fast food is what I'm understanding. No, no, I think <laughs> it's, um, I just feel like I, if I had been more guided, like I could have probably done something more entrepreneurial. Like I probably, like if I had guidance, like I probably could have started a tutoring business or I could have started like- Oh yeah, so you were a good student. I was a good student. So, but I, if I had guidance, I probably should have started my own business because I had the drive that I probably could have created something rather than working for someone else. I, I mean, three and a half years, like no matter what, you can't do that's not like loyalty and dedication. It's. <laughs> It, it because at fourteen you could only work at Burger King or McDonald's because they would accept the work permit. You needed a special work permit. I see. I've never worked at a Burger King. Or you don't anything. accept this work permit in Sacramento, where I grew up, and so there were only the McDonald's or the Burger King would accept the work permit. And I worked at the Burger King because it was on the bus route home from school, like the public convenience. Bus. Convenience. I could just jump off the bus go in that Burger King and then it was time to go home, get back on the bus, ride the bus, and it would drop me off kind of near my home. <laughs> and then I'd have to walk from the Burger King home. Oof, so <laughs> you're busy, area. busy body. I was busy. I was always busy. You always ever have busy. time to like 
hang out with people or were you always like gotta work gotta, gotta i work. was a lot of gotta work or if i would hang out with people i was studying with them i was studying with them i was like um doing exchanges like i had one friend who's really she, she's a plastic surgeon now but i would help her with i history. feel like all these people you know they just they've become like such i don't know what the word is not not like unconventional jobs they're very unconventional people yeah yeah because she would help me with like a math or science and i would help her with history and so yeah i was good well it was all those like writing sort of you know humanities type things Mm. so then we would i would study with her and exchange we would exchange um like tutoring to each other so i do things like that no oh, that's nice oh then you, you, you was definitely could have started a, a tutoring what? business you definitely could have started a tutoring business maybe or just any business like rather than putting all my time into the burger king i know but um but anyways i also want to talk about like i know you like you like my parents as well like you kind of gone from like this like no technology to like I mean, right now, we're on Zoom, like, completely. Mm -hmm. Writing-wise, and just having the internet at your disposal, has that, like, helped at all, you think? Like, since, like, when you, like, were first kind of writing in college to, like, now? Like, that whole, like, you know, the whole timeline, like, has it, has the internet and stuff made it harder, you think? Like, people expect more now, people expect it faster, like, your work and stuff like that. There's a lot more judgment or do you think it's easier now that you have like the internet and like all this like tech? It's a pretty big question, but I think it's easier um, because I think when I was in college, learning to do those very important term papers, and the term the college term paper is a dying art. We used to have to go to the library and pull books. Yeah, my dad said that. And, like... Yeah, it was just like wandering the stacks, and our university had all these missing books. Like we don't, we did not have a very good library. Ken Mack can tell you that. <laughs> and so you'd be like, this is the one book I need that has the information. Like you, you, uh, it was always the one book that was the key to your whole paper and you'd go to there, the stacks and the book wasn't, wasn't there. And you'd be like, that's it, you know? And so it's a lot easier now because you're not dependent on wandering through the stacks um also you can send your work back and forth much easier you don't have to do paper copies i think the danger now is ai and so ai again oh yeah what what have you what have you heard about there's like all those new things and like they're writing plays like they're doing this like does that scare you as a it does, and our union hopefully in our next negotiation is going to um hopefully have some provisions against that because what they are afraid of is that as AI gets better and better, they'll have AI do the first draft and writers will only be paid for the polish, which is a much lower fee. And also in college, uh, students are trying to turn in AI papers, AI written papers. And right now you can detect them. But it's also, even if you can detect them, a student can use it to write their first draft and spend an hour fixing it, and you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. Like in a humanities paper. So it's sort of like it's going to kill people's ability to write from zero 
I, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I don't know. It's a little... I remember some arguments saying, like, it's never gonna be as good as human. You don't know <laughs> if they're just saying that, because it's like, like, it's okay! Like, it's fine! We're fine! Or, like, there's, like... I mean, I've seen the real arguments, like, the emotion you feel behind some of these pieces, like, that a cute, like, a robot, at least right now, or an AI, cannot depict that like a human can at least as of now <laughs> so i don't know but yeah i mean that that is a fear i've seen i don't know do you and also do you think about the internet like in the way that like you could hear what everyone now thinks about your writing is that a good thing you think or a bad thing um i think it's okay you know i think it's really interesting like um when my episodes would air we would be able to live tweet with the fans Mm-hmm. So you would live tweet and all the fans are chiming in on the show and it's actually really fun and it's really funny because they get live interactions and the stars would be live tweeting with them and interacting with them and you get to hear their reaction real time. So that's sort of fun. It, it builds fan interest, I think. So you think overall it's it's pretty positive? This new... I think overall it's positive. It's I think it's pr- overwhelmingly positive. The AI thing has yet to be seen because that could really be hurtful. I don't. I li- I think. I hope at least as of now, everyone that is in the inter- entertainment industry is like an older person, and everyone will like always want to stick with a human over any AI. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we don't have to worry about that. But we'll see. <laughs> Um, anyways, I also like to talk about, like, like, creative-wise. Like, you said to me you weren't really that creative as a kid. Like, you were more, like, writing a diary instead of, I don't know, whatever kids write now, like, fantasies. Did you ever, like, like, how did you make this change to now become more creative? Well, as a kid, I did write, like, I wanted, I wrote a novel. Like, a handwritten Oh my god, you had so much, oh my god, so much drive, handwritten, a whole... A handwritten novel that I actually found when my parents cleaned out their house. I wrote it at eight and a half, so I wrote this handwritten, but I just wanted to fill the notebook, and so I wrote, like, all this, these little stories and illustrations. So, wait, you wrote it because you want to just fill the notebook? No. And I, I, I just didn't understand how people could write so many pages. Because I would see like my like novels around the house, and I was always like, "How can people write so many pages? Let me see how many pages I can write. Of the, how can I sustain a story?" I see. So, so wow, that's so. I've never like heard a kid think like that. That's so interesting. Yeah, I just was wanted to fill these pages. What your parents? Were your parents see- like go for it, or were they like? A little more on the totally uh, they i don't think they realized it was unusual i don't they never commented that it was unusual they never encouraged it i don't think they realized that not every kid is like that they just sort of were like indifferent to it they didn't they didn't be like go oh, you're amazing they were just <laughs> like i mean i guess as long as they weren't like smacked that away like don't no no they but i don't think they realized that not every kid uh, is into that or would do that. So, do you, by the way, do you watch TV a lot? I don't. 
Really? I don't. I only watch for like maybe to prepare for an interview or something like that, or if I'm writing something that I need to compare something in a similar genre. Do you? Is that because you're like in the writing aspect, or is it like you just? It's just like it is what it is. You just don't like TV or plays. I do like it. I just don't have time. Like I'm too tired. So it's not like uh, because like I remember like. Like, as a kid, I loved doing, like, YouTube videos, making video game YouTube videos. And I'd watch other video game YouTube videos, I'd be like, why am I watching this? Let me just, like, make one myself. I was wondering if it's the same way with you, or it's just, like, you don't have time. I don't have, I think when I was growing up, I used to watch a lot of TV. Mm. Like, a, before I could start working, from the moment I got home to the moment I got to, went to bed, the TV was on. That's so I lucky. watched. My parents made me turn it off I remember. yeah we <laughs> our constant companion was the tv so i did my homework in front of the tv this is before i could work you know this is pre-14 <laughs> and so i would be writing doing whatever i was doing in front of the tv like it was crazy i was probably from three to ten every night 3 p.m to like hours and hours of tv so like yeah. all the reruns of all your these eyes shows. okay I don't know, and it was bad. It was bad. We watched a lot of TV, a lot of old movies, so I watched a lot of those like black and white movies because they'd be on. Ah. Um, but it was just, we watched a lot of TV. I'd play outside some, but as soon as I came, went back inside, it was the TV was on. TV. Hours. Wow. You think that, that, gave, that gave anything, or was just like, it was just like, it was like, no correlation? I think there is a correlation in terms of, like, it's this sort of storytelling. Did you ever, like, see the TV and you were like, like, yeah, like, like that's cool, like, that they, they wrote it like that or this or that, or, like, wow, that was a cool plot? Or did you kind of just be like, oh, yeah, like, just watched it? No, I, there were times where we would reenact miniseries. Oh. So we would play games reenacting, like, we reenacted, like, um... A Revolutionary War miniseries called The Bastard. Oh. Or, like, I wrote a Happy Days episode in junior high. Oh. Like, my own Happy Days episode. I, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to write this Happy I Days. See. So you were, you were always kind of into, like, TV. Like, it was kind of like, this is the most, like, out of all the guests I've interviewed, this is the most, like, I don't know the word, is like, nurtured. Not nurtured, maybe, but like brought up i guess like like there was a guy i was interviewing right i don't know his name is like Huni. he's my mom's friend and like he wants to be a doctor then he realized like he can't stand blood and so he he went home and started cooking food for himself and then he fell in love with cooking like th- that oh my is goodness. and now no no and now he's like he became like a michelin star chef like oh my goodness i know he, he's like a one of the, i think he's the first korean restaurant anyways First Korean, like, Michelin star restaurant mm-hmm. in New York City. But, um, yeah, no, but this is very, like, I was always into it. The parents were okay with it. Like, it's normally, like, it, I feel, was there any, like, what I'm trying to ask is, there, was there any, like, real obstacle, you think? Because a lot, a lot of people have something, right? It was, like, the money, I couldn't do it, like, at the time, or my parents, or, I don't know, or, or I just wasn't even interested in it. Was there any real obstacle? Or you think it all kind of... Like, I know not perfectly smooth, but it all kind of just moved along at, like, a nice pace, you think? 
Um, I think it all kind of moved along, but I never had like this burning drive. I never said when I was little, I want to be a writer. My mother said when I was very little, she said, she used to watch those miniseries. Like there's this author named James Missioner who writes like these huge books that they're like dictionaries and they're like epic historical dramas, right? That were made into TV shows. And so she's into these like 1970s TV shows that are made of these really thick books. And she said to me, you're going to be a writer like James Missioner someday. And I said, absolutely not. Okay, Why would so I want to do that? You were, okay. I, I didn't want to be a writer because she said that I would be. And I said, because you said so, I am absolutely. It was just because to... of the mom. <laughs> was it yeah, because of... I'm going to do the opposite of anything you want me to do. I was very independent minded. I was not going to do anything that you think I should do. Because I'm going to do oh. the exact opposite. So, but she did, and she, I guess she did notice that my writing was a bit unusual at a very early age. Because I remember she, I did a poem in the first grade. And it was a really unusual poem for a first grader. And I still remember the poem. Because they were like impressed by it, I guess. But it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But I did know that. I did think differently um, to write these things. I see. Now, but it wasn't nurtured. Yeah. It was just like uh, yeah, nurtured. I, I guess nurtured more like they were like go for it, like like. Oh no! Yeah, they definitely. But my mother nice. did say you're going to be a writer, and I was like, no. I see. Um, but then yeah, but then what? It just there was a switch one day, or you're just like you kind of forgot about like your mom. And like what she said, that you're just like, yeah, like the writing's cool. I didn't think of um, playwriting and TV writing as the same as what my mother wanted. Because she was talking historical miniseries and novels. Yeah, like more... I don't books. Know what the word is. Yeah, books. Serious fiction. And so uh, what I was doing, I found to be very practical. Because you would see plays get up on their feet. And people would act them out. And it almost didn't feel like writing. It felt like, um, that's why they call it playwriting or screenwriting. You're like a boat maker. You're much more of a craft. I felt like a, an elf in a work workshop rather like than a person with a crafting it instead of like... Yeah, it's not like with a quill pen. It's not this very art. It's like not that kind of art. It was now, more like... Now, do you have a preference? Playwriting versus TV writing? I'd say TV writing. Yeah, really? TV writing. Mm -hmm. By how much, you'd say? Um, I like TV writing because it's more collaborative and you're working with, a, you know, it's fast-paced. You were on much very tight deadlines. And so there's no procrastination. You have to produce. And there's all these restrictions that there's something enjoyable about learning how to navigate the restrictions. Now, would you say that's like more of a you thing that you like it, or every, a lot of people would agree? Because I sound, I feel like a lot of people would like the more free. Like, do we want? Yeah, I think a lot of people would like the free, <laughs> but I think a lot of people do like the collaboration aspect. Yeah, that it's not this lonely writer alone in an attic. Yeah, you know, so it's more. Um, 
you're sort of living in the moment. You have to, uh, like when you're on set, you have to be a collaborator. You have to be a leader in the way. You have to be calm. Now, what happens if you get like, uh, like a, I guess, a writer's block or something? What do you do? Or do you? You, or is you there... can't have one. But what happens if you do? Or you literally have never had one, Aurora? You know, I've, you've had one, but you just have to stay calm and do it. Like there like, is no. I mean, I guess the restrictions probably help with that. Like it's like so, it kind of like makes you move forward easier than. Yeah, you, you have know? to move forward. Because let's say they're shooting those pages the next day. You have to have those have you, pages. Have you ever had like a really like, oh my God, like I, 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 like, I can't write. I'm pulling an all-nighter. Like have you ever had to pull like an all-nighter? Like, uh, oh, all the God. time. God, that sounds horrible. It, it's very, I've pulled all-nighters since college. And, and they happen all the time, even now. Just, just recently, I did like two all-nighters or something crazy. Oh my God. You need to, oh my God. I know. That's why I was like, oof, God. I've ne- I've never, I, I have never pulled an all-nighter. If you might be more organized. No, I, think I, don't... I just, I just, I just like, oh my God. I don't have, I don't have as strict deadlines with anything. Yeah, it's very deadline driven. It's very, you, it has to be done. You have to have those pages ready. Like it's like, can be really stressful. Like just recently on set, our lead actress didn't have time to look at the script until she got to set because she has a young child understandable and then she wanted to make all these changes and the crew is ready to shoot and she wants to make changes right then and there and people are standing around and so my writing partner is talking to the actress getting her changes and then i ran back to our office and she's calling me by cell phone and saying she wants to change this legal scene like this and so I'm in the office scrambling to rewrite this scene because the crew is waiting. And it's like it's like Jeopardy. Like you can hear the clock. Why is in the why is the actress allowed to I've noticed that apparently like a lot of actors and actresses have a lot of say. In- She's the executive producer and it's her right, you know, it reflects on her. It was a scene that she was in. And it was a rare instance. She normally didn't do that. And now, so have you had uh, someone that's trying to have been like dictate it when they like really shouldn't have that's happened before this this person is not like that but other people have yeah and that adds stress there's stress and pressure to that and speed well you know if you could say one thing right because this podcast is meant for like kids like me you know they're trying to find or trying to learn more about careers let's say i mean including me a lot of kids are interested in the entertainment business. It's very hard, obviously, to get into. It's very uh, packed. But um, what would you say to them? You know, like, what advice would you give them to be ready? Because I do know, like, I took a playwriting class. Oh, good. I did t- take one. I don't know if I'm into playwriting, but I took one. And I remember I always go to, like, we did, like, five plays or something. It's not, I guess not plays. So, like, what, ten minutes? So that's why not play. Yeah, that's called, like, those are little plays. Yeah, it's called. I always went to like death and murder and like suicide. <laughs> I don't, every all of my I didn't realize this until like my teacher was like, "Oh my god!" Like like one of them, I had the girl like she killed herself because like her boyfriend broke up with her. Another one, the girl killed her boyfriend because he cheated on her. 
the other one, like, the mom killed, like, the dad because, like, of a kid. Like, it was not, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think I'm okay, but I was very dramatic. Anyways, is there any advice you give them? You know, just for, like, one, not just even, like, you need to be, like, creative, but, like, also, like, personality-wise. Like, you need to be, like, like you know, open to change and, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say... It's a loaded question, yeah. No, you can be any personality. It really doesn't matter. I think it's just perseverance. You have to keep going and you have to be very goal-oriented. There's no shortcuts. You have to just keep writing and writing and writing. And, and if at first every single thing involves murder or death, keep writing the murder and death. <laughs> Or if it's all involved zombies, and I've had students who only wrote about zombies, keep writing about the zombies. You just, but you, you don't win unless you keep persisting. It's just really, it's almost, you have to have almost OCD mm -hmm. to just keep going. I see. And then, yeah, that's what I've noticed with a lot of people on this show. A lot of people like to say, like, if you have like the drive and the passion to do to do something, like you will find it. You will do it. Yeah, you will. So that's motivating. That's motivating. It's, yeah, those people are, are right, really. It's whatever you decide to I mean, to I do, guess, yeah. If you really want it more than anyone else in the entire world, you will get it. You probably. will do it. That's probably the hard part, wanting it yes. more than everyone else. That's true. But um, anyways... All right, thank you so much again. Yeah, thanks for, for having um, me, Dylan. For being on the podcast. This is great. You know, I've learned a lot myself. I'm very, I don't know. It's very, it's like a pipe dream of mine, right? I think it's a lot of people's pipe dream, though. You know, like, be famous, be rich, like, be like this big actor, like Tom Cruise or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I, I'm glad I got to talk to you.